Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. Yeah! Oh, I am so drunk on Scott Hansen right now, aren't you? What a Sunday! Why am I wearing a Lions shirt? The Lions won. Uh, also, this is my eight-year-old flag football team that I coach, and we won! We won today, too. Uh, I also have a football ring on that my son got at a birthday party this afternoon. He said, Daddy, I think you should have it. So thank you, Calvin. I'm going to wear this ring the whole time. I still can't believe the throw that Kyler Murray made on the two-point conversion. I'm still, I, I've watched it 20 times, and I can't believe it. Uh... I want you guys to know that we were a little bit late today because we had the Broncos fans counting us down uh, and to start the show. You know how on TV the director will say, okay, in three, two, one. The Broncos fans do that for us, too. One of the funniest, most original things that I've seen a fan base do in a home stadium. It's like a fresh take on the wave. It was really good. And then they were rewarded with the Broncos winning. So much to get into. You know how we do this. Sunday nights, hopefully you're watching on your phone right now. You're watching on YouTube. You're listening. Maybe the game's going on. We just have awards to give out, all kinds of hardware and honors. We always start with um, the podium. As I've told you, I'm new to the F1 world, and it's always podium this and podium that. What an honor to make his first podium. We want the podium here. Keep pushing. Push, push, push. We can make podium. I love it. So we have a podium here. Third place, second place, first place. And after we watched all these Sunday games, we just placed people on the podium. Feel free to tweet us and tell us in Sunday afternoon who you think should be on the podium. Way down there, third. That one that's about uh, six inches yay high off the floor. My man, Cooper, Robert, Rush. How about that? The Cowboys won. The Cowboys won today against the defending AFC champions. They won at home in a game that was uh, bizarre and ugly, and Cooper Rush won the game. He made throws. He made plays. It was like, I, I thought for sure that this team would just fall apart. All the questions last week after the Dakar injury were, is the Cowboys season over already after week one? And there was this incredible moment on the broadcast, and you might have seen it on Red Zone too. Nance and Romo on the call. Just like it was when they lost the playoff game to San Francisco last year in the same exact spot. And the Cowboys were in the same spot on the field, maybe about the 40-ish going in. And they had about less than 20 seconds, and they, they had to go up and snap the ball. It was like almost this bizarre repeat of the hilarious yakety sex Keystone Cops ending of their season last year. And yet, Cooper Rush is like, I got it. I'm cool. I'm going to get up there. And you know, Rome always does that thing that I kind of like and always make me nervous. He's like, they're fine. They're fine, Jim. They're fine. They're fine. They're plenty of time. Make sure everybody's set. And like he always says, they're fine. They're fine. And he was saying the same thing last year when the Cowboys lost to the, the Niners. So when he, Cooper, Tony Romo says, they're fine, Jim, it doesn't make me comfortable. But I guess Cooper Rush didn't need to hear it. My Tony Romo sounds a lot like my Sean McVay. I'm working on it. I'll get better. Um, but in the meantime, Cooper Rush of the 1-1 2022 Dallas Cowboys, who just sent the defending AFC champs to 0-2. We'll talk about them later. Cooper Rush, you're on the podium. You're on the third place podium. That's pretty good for you, man. The Mac. Central Michigan, right? Wasn't it Central Michigan? I, I probably have that right. Um, next. Second level. Silver medal. Not the best, but a pretty nice day. How about our guy, Robert Sala? How about it? How about our guy, Robert Sala, head coach of the New York Jets? And he didn't do it, and I'm mad. But I wish he would have walked up to that podium, just boom, kicked in the door, and had trailing with him. Like a 56-foot-long receipt. Like from CVS. Remember last year's, I'm taking names. Fed up Sala is keeping receipts of anyone who mocks his Jets. That's on the New York Post. He should have walked up there with one like it was like a one of those wedding trains. 
like a like a shared dress to the Oscars in 1987. Just keeps going and going. And at CVS, by the way, that, that, that receipt is for one pack of gum. That's all you need to buy. And he should have just started reading them. I wish he would have. And maybe he will this week. Maybe he'll come up with receipts this week. Look, they beat the Browns. Who, who gives a crap? They won. They were getting crushed in this game. Joe Flacco was a statue. Could not move. Miles Garrett's eating him alive. Browns are going to be 2-0. Wow, one of the most uncomfortable feel-good stories we've ever had. Jacoby Brissett, yay. Jacoby Brissett blew the game. I love it. Really terrible interception. Terrible interception. Because this thing was all sizing up for that powder keg rookie. Remember that guy last week, Cade York? Boom! He was going to kick another 70-yarder to win the game, and they were going to send the Jets to 0-2. No, 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 no. We had an onside kick. Let me ask you something. Is there anything more exciting as a football fan? Nay, as a sports fan, then when your team actually recovers an onside kick, you know what the percentage is. I think it's, I, I, I saw 8% is the probability. So le- fewer than 1 in 10. And you know, you're like, oh, maybe we'll get a bounce. And then, you know, it, it probably won't work. And you're already mad and you're already started like anger drinking. They got an onside kick. And the Browns are all cool with their hands team and everything. And Amari Cooper's out there. Amari Cooper didn't exactly make a great play on the ball. But imagine the satisfaction for Jets fans. Oh my God, we got an onside kick. And then knowing them, the next play, Flacco would like line up under guard and they would snap and it'd be a fumble and it'd be another embarrassment. No, 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 no. Flacco lined up under center. And then he threw a bullet to a rookie wide receiver to beat the Browns. Huge win. I love Robert Sala. And I know we all know him from the sideline image and the history in San Francisco and he's got a very interesting background and his beautiful family. I've said it before and I hate to name drop. I got to go to a thing with Robert Sala, an engagement, a social function even, and he was there. And I built up the nerve. I walked up to Robert Sala and I said, coach, it's great to meet you. And God, he was cool. Great presence. He did this thing. Somebody told me once that they went to a party 30 years ago um, after Clinton was out of office, Bill Clinton. But he was still, you know, he was still Bill Clinton. This was probably like maybe around 2000 or something. And they got to meet him at a party, and they, sh- they went out and they introduced themselves, and they said, I'm so-and-so. And he looks you in the eye and he goes, hi, I'm Bill Clinton. And he shakes your hand, and I just got goosebumps. I just think that's so presidential and so cool. I said, coach, Kyle Brandt, it's so awesome to meet you. He goes, hi, I'm Robert Sala. And I was like, I like you, Robert Sala. And I went with the left hand on the shoulder, and he's got a bowling ball deltoid, stoutly built man. I'm very happy for him. Robert Sala got that deltoid muscle, two of them, in fact, up on the silver level of our podium. So where do you go with number one? A considerably smaller gentleman, way up there. We don't have to worry about this thing cracking under the weight of the uh, the winners because the, on the number one spot of the week two, Kyle Brandt's basement podium, Tua Tonga Bleepin Vailoa. That's the man. Tua threw six touchdowns today. Lamar Jackson probably made himself $2 billion Ran for just that many yards, threw for that many yards, and lost at home to Tua. Not to Patrick Mahomes, not to Josh Allen, not to one of these uh, tenured pedigreed maniacs like Rodgers or Brady. He lost to Tua. He lost to Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, he should be on Tua's shoulders up there like a chicken fight up there on that podium. Mike McDaniel, all he's done to start his NFL career is crush Belichick and have a wild comeback on John Harbaugh. Two guys just like made guys, made, 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 friends of ours, pinstripe suits. They are a part of the family. He took them both out, and God, it's so cool watching this Miami Dolphins offense. They throw these quick little passes. They get it to Waddle, and they get it to Tua, bing, 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 and they just let them run. And then in the end, they were starting to throw the bombs to Tyreek. Oh, my God, it was so fun to watch. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, 
I have respect for you, my man. You are an interesting dude. You are a huge fan of Shania Twain. I'm not making that up. Great background. Took a lot of crap for a lot of reasons. And of all the players we have out there, you are number one. You of the 2-0 Dolphins. The two, when are the Dolphins 2-0? In the 80s, what is this? The 80s? This is 1987? Uh, Tua Tonga Vailoa. Tua and O, if you will, number one on the podium. I'm very excited about these guys. What a group. What a trio. You guys, you want to party with this group? Cooper Rush, Robert Sala, and Tua Tonga Vailoa. A backup cowboy, the Jets coach, and the Dolphins quarterback. Now, that is a group. But that's not up. We have to give out some hardware. We have all kinds of just fun stuff to talk about and get into. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us. Um, before we do, though, hold on. We have to bring it down. I'm Who lost the day today? The Trey Lance thing is terrible. It was a weird play, right? You're watching it. He kind of he runs for this short gain, and there's a couple guys there tackling him, and then he stays down. It wasn't like this terrible thing. And then you see that third, fourth replay they finally got to, and it was like, oh, no, that is terrible. It was not up in the, you know, Napoleon McCallum, Kevin Ware-type awful, awful, you actually throw up like you're watching a Saw movie injury, but it was really bad, and you're like, oh, he's out for this season. It sucks. It should be the kind of story we all rally around the North Dakota State. Good guy, keeps his mouth shut, doesn't do anything wrong, really good athlete. Kyle Shanahan put everything in him. Great story, you want to root for that. And I hate that he got hurt. And you know what the, one, of the, one of the worst words, phrases in football? The air cast. Bleep the air cast. Not as bad as the spine board, which is also terrible, but the air cast. I hate it. Whenever they put the air cast on, it's one of those things that's just immediately upsetting. Like when they use the drill to take off the face mask. Never mind. I don't even want to talk about that. I feel terrible for Trey Lance. And yet, probably a good thing for the 2022 Niners alone. And look, just hear me out. I hope he recovers and I hope he has a long Hall of Fame career. And this is terrible for the long-term plan of the Niners and their finances and their draft cap and all that. Their best quarterback is in the game now, right? Just right? Jimmy Garoppolo wins. His record is incredible. I don't know if it's him or not. We'll put it this way. Kyle Shanahan wins when Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Jimmy's in now. Jimmy, what do you know? He came right out and won. I think he was eight for his first 11 passes, including a deep touchdown. I, again, I don't, don't get this wrong. Don't get this twisted. Don't do, don't do this stupid thing. I, Trey Lance, I feel terrible for him and I'm rooting for him. The Niners probably got better today for this season. If you're a, a division rival, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, I, I, would you have rather had Trey Lance coming in there and trying them trying to figure that out? Or you have Jimmy come in and you know exactly what you're getting. Kittle will be back in the field soon. I don't know. Trey Lance, get better. And I think the Niners did exactly that today. Sorry, not sorry. Next, uh, who gets all the fun stuff? Let's get into the goofy, weird stuff that unfolds on a Sunday. Uh, without further ado, it's our Sunday Awards. Check out this package. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
That sounded weird. It's a moving, uh, moving theme there. Sometimes there's huge plays that really matter, and some of them we already covered. And some of them there's just really stupid, dumb stuff I want to talk about. And that's our Karen Hill, why did you do that coaching decision of the week. Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do that, Karen? Pete Carroll, you're moving the ball, you're playing physical football, you're moving the ball against San Francisco, and you uncorked the stupidest ugliest trick play I have seen in the NFL since remember when the Colts did that thing where the guy lined up under a center and everyone else was 50 yards away and they just snapped it and tackled him it's known as the worst play in NFL history DJ Dallas was given the ball and the Seahawks are doing this weird wishbone thing I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the formation they call it but there's a lot of running backs back there they hand it to him he throws the stupidest pass they've ever seen the the, the Guy for the Niners could have basically just fair caught it, just stood there and caught it. Like, you know how you throw a ball to, like, a four-year-old that you're trying to teach how to catch? Here you go, buddy. Put your arms out. That was the kind of catch it was. DJ Dallas, good player. That was his first career NFL pass and his last one. I think you could have actually gotten a DJ from Dallas out on the field. Like, whoever it is, uh, Wolfie and the Lunatic on the 97.3 KMFM, the ticket, Dallas. Pick one of those guys, a DJ from Dallas, and have them throw a pass, and it would have been way better. And the Seahawks were moving the ball. They were playing physical football, and then, like, it's weird. It's, it's, it's definitely not the first time that Pete Carroll's been knocking on the door and made an unconscionable decision with the play call. This was not necessarily Russell Wilson just zooming in on Ricardo Lockett while he has Marshawn Lynch standing there, but the DJ Dallas pass was bad. That is the uh, Karen Hill uh, coaching decision uh, award of the week. This is if you're a Seahawks fan. This is what you'd be screaming at Pete Carroll. Go ahead, Karen. Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do that, Karen? I don't know why they did that. The take a lap player or moment of the week. This one's a little personal. <laughs> Take a lap. You know who needs to right now? Just start running. Exit the drill. Take a lap. Brownie the bleeping elf. Brownie, I want to punch you in your stupid elf face. Your stupid big dumb feet and your hat. You know that that center field logo for the brown, the browns that everyone was like, oh, why would they have that? I stood up for that little rat, that idiot, that Keebler elf that they painted on their field painstakingly. Is there anything more Browns than they say, you know what, we're going to do something cool and fan voted, and we're going to paint an elf on the center of our field in 2022, and then just piss their pants against the Jets, right? Uh, the Jets, uh, like a really bad loss. Th- that will be a top 10 loss by any team of the year, the way that they lost that game. We've given up an onside kick. It's Joe Flacco. It's the Jets team has never done anything. And meanwhile... Brownie is sitting there with his stupid, dumb brownie look, holding his dumb brownie football, just laughing at the whole thing. I think the onside kick basically careened off his dumb brownie face. Burn that thing. Just have the next next home game just be scorched earth, which is exactly what the New York Jets left on your face, on Brownie's face, and that whole stadium. Brownie, I put my neck out for you. I'm sitting here, the likes of the Warrior and all my esteemed guests, and I'm saying, you know what? I actually kind of like that dumb cartoon elf that they painted for a bunch of adults to play football. And I like it. It's original. I, I blame myself. I blame you. Uh, the take a lap moment of the day goes to Brownie the Elf, who's dead to me. Dead to me. If you see me walk the other way. Um, this one's always fun. The John Kuhn Fantasy Thief of the Week. 
John Kuhn, the former Packers fullback, just taking those one-yard dives. We had a Juszczyk touchdown today for all you Jeff Wilson Jr. owners on the Niners. I love Juszczyk. I can't besmirch the good name of Juszczyk. But I'll go with this. So imagine this. You got Miami, Baltimore. Bing, bang, 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 bing. Touchdown, touchdown. Long rushing touchdown. Long passing touchdown. It was fantasy heroin. Every single, everybody's getting paid. Everybody's going to win their week. And there's just one guy who's just the twitching fly in that beautiful fantasy ointment. The John Kuhn Fantasy Thief of the Week is River Craycraft. River Craycraft. That's his name, right? I, I, I know his name. I'm looking at it on, on, in print. And I'm like, it's, as I say it out loud, I'm like, there's no way his name's River Craycraft. His name's River Craycraft. He scored a touchdown, two-yard touchdown, goal line variety. Not Waddle. Uh-uh. None of the running backs that Miami's got. Not Tyreek. Not a tour. River Craycraft. Just helping nobody. Washington State undrafted guy. This is the level of the um, the thorough research and commitment to facts that we at Kyle Brandt's Basement are determined to give you here. I want you guys to know that River Craycraft, who won the John Kuhn Fantasy Thief of the Week, both of his parents, the Craycrafts, are named Tracy. That's a nugget, baby! Tracy Craycraft married Tracy, whatever his mother's maiden name was. Tracy and Tracy are River Craycraft's parents. And I bet they're really happy for River this morning. I'm furious about it. I would have much rather Jalen Waddle's parents celebrate it. Tracy and Craycraft and Tracy Craycraft, wherever you are. I wonder if they name it their daughter. It's interesting that they're both Tracy and they name their son River. Like, they, they clearly zagged in the name. I'd be interested to know if you had siblings that are named like Lake and Sea and, and Brook and all that stuff. Maybe they went a full water motif. Either way. The fantasy waters were going away from your son. River, have a great season. Stop ruining our fantasy weeks. The, um, the go-ahead, I don't shop here moment of the week for the, uh, the witty line. If you don't know this, at one point in the movie Cobra, which I think came out in 1987, a live active shooter is threatening to blow up a store, a grocery store, and Sly Stallone, in a very heavy moment, uh, just, just, just zings him uh, with this line. Go ahead. I don't shop here. You can't beat it. Take that, mammoth. That's 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 prose right there. That is as good as it gets. Go ahead, blow up the place. I don't show up here. Who had the best sound of the week? Same guy who won the same award last week. I wonder if Tyree Kill has ever seen. Go ahead. I don't shot here. The movie Cobra. I would bet my life that he has not. However, last week he won the same thing, and this week he had said going into it that yak into the game against the Ravens and yak he gets receivers get drunk on yak yeah yards after catch all that and sure enough he had a lot of it. And then he won the award by saying this. I ain't gonna lie. That, I, I don't know if I'm drunk off the yak or, or that IV because I am feeling kind of loopy right now. So I'm feeling good right now, man. He feels good. He's drunk off the yak. And maybe it's just the IV. If you don't know, so Tyreek left the game. And it was when the things were going terribly for Miami and Baltimore's just crushing them. And it is pretty much the Lamar bleep you pay me. Another Goodfellas reference. Uh, just another one about like, I'm going to just make all the money in the world and I, I am laying waste to this entire game. Tyreek's gone. He leaves the game with cramps and he was getting pot shots on Twitter and everything. He gets the IV. Apparently he gets drunk on it and just comes out annihilated, hammered and uh, in the football sense and just starts catching 80 yard bombs. He did two deuces today. Not that kind. I'm talking about the fingers up and he wins the award. If he goes three times in a row, we may have to have some sort of like a sly Tyreek get together. It's too weird. That is a dynasty two times in a row. Tyreek Hill, who's a good quote, but like he's not Charles Barkley. We'll see. If he wins it next week, we have a dynasty. That is the go ahead, I don't shop here soundbite of the week. 
Moving on, though, to our... We didn't do this category last week, but I really like it. The RIP My Dog Tony Stark Player Tweet of the Day. Now, that's a lot. You might remember uh, back a couple years ago, LaShawn McCoy got to go see Avengers um, Endgame, the final Avengers movie, before 99.5% of the public saw the movie and immediately tweeted, RIP My Dog Tony Stark and set off a mushroom cloud on the internet and across the world about blowing the death of Tony Stark, which I just blew, sorry. But it was years ago, so I don't care. LaShawn tweeted that one day, and he's told the story that like people still come up to him in grocery stores and like, man, I loved you in Philly, but you ruined that Avengers thing, man. Such a funny tweet. RIP my dog, Tony Stark. That was from like three years ago. So every week we will honor that tweet, which I actually get a big kick out of, by giving the best player tweet of the day and it's, it's Richard Sherman, who's fantastic right now on Twitter, just taking a victory lap one more time on Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson obviously ended up winning today, but you heard the great Dovey Kleinman, who uh, Dovey Kleinman tweeted, Russell Wilson started terribly 4 of 14 passing for 48 yards with zero touchdowns, and Houston was leading 6 to 3 at the time. Richard Sherman just came in, just tweeted a cook, you know, like a let Russ cook. Is it just me, or is like, is the former LOB, the former Seattle Seahawks uh, dynasty era sort of community, are they just like when Goldberg finally lost in the in, in wrestling and they came in and they like spray painted NWO on him and they just kept mocking him over and over? They have waited so long for this. It's Sherman, it's Doug Baldwin, all the fellas. I'm not even naming all the names. And I, just, I don't want to say that they hate Russell Wilson, because I don't think they hate him. I think it is more of a massive eye-roll factor. I think there were a lot of credit was given to Russell Wilson that maybe he didn't deserve. I think it's a lot of that. So they now sit around, and they have platforms, and they're really opinionated and really smart, and they just jab him, and they just jab him, and I absolutely love it. This, the Broncos won today. They looked awful. It was so terrible to watch. And uh, our friend Bill Simmons pointed out that Nathaniel Hackett is easily the funniest thing of the early part of the season. Man, I, I, he's one and one, and God bless him, I guess he beat the Texans at home. But it is rough watching these Broncos fans. But who cares? Stay alive, stay afloat. Russ will get better. Hopefully Hackett will get better. Um, but we have a place at the table team. This is the team that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got a list here of the teams that matter, the teams that are good. And you scan your finger down like Steve Ladder, and when you see your team's name... This is what you say right here. You say this. Starting defense. Place at the table. Does that sound exactly like Daniel Jones to you? I heard, I can't confirm this, but I heard that when Daniel Jones was finally named the starting quarterback whilst at Duke, he ran into the parking lot and bashed his head through five different BMWs. That's just what I heard. The window. Actually, no, no, no. It wasn't five BMWs. It was four BMWs and one Bentley. The Giants have a place at the table. They got it. The, excuse me, excuse me. The 2-0 2022 New York Giants have a place at the bleeping table. This thing is great. Now, last week they won because Saquon went nuts, and it was just absolutely incredible. He looked like some sort of god or something. Didn't go nuts this week. Didn't go nuts at all. Had a few nice runs and modest stats by, you know, a star's perspective. But Daniel Jones also modest. But who cares? They won. The Giants are 2-0. They've not been to a playoff game since Odell at Lambeau Field. And who knows if they're going to a playoff game now. But nobody, not myself, not you, probably not them, had the Giants at 2-0 after two weeks. The Giants had zero heat on them. Zero. Like, going the preseason, no one picked them to do squat. There was only this sort of loose intrigue in Brian Dayball because he used to be Josh Allen's coach. 
Um, they beat Carolina, now 0-2. Looking rough. Baker, again, just sort of pedestrian, nothing special. Maybe that's just who Baker is. Um, do you know that the Giants, who, who they play next week, do you know, my friends? Do you know? Do you know they're on Monday Night Football nationally against the Dallas Cowboys? Giants, Cowboys, Monday Night Football. Daniel Jones versus Cooper Rush for all the marbles. I'm kind of into that matchup. So the Giants uh, definitely have a place at the table. Listen, 2-0 is fine. The teams, 3-0 I've always thought is, all right, is a big difference from 2-0. I think you don't see a lot. You see a lot of 2-0 teams still miss the playoffs. Those stats are always released every single year. That once you get 3-0, the odds of getting to the postseason are da-da-da-da-da-da. Way higher than 2-0. I just consider it 3-0 a different weight class. And look, maybe they'll get there against the Cowboys, but I don't care. If, if you even had the Giants at 1-1 one one predicting it after two weeks, you have my respect, because I didn't. I don't think any... 2-0. 2-0. And now they got a big, big, big game coming up. So the Giants, there's, there's just something about them. They got a belief. They got a little loose. Both the games have been ugly. They haven't scored a lot of points. Who cares? 2-0 is 2-0. They have a place at the table. And so do you for what we call the Monday Take Buffet. This is Sunday evening right now. We're all coming down from the weekend. We're all a little bit fatter, a little bit tireder, a little gray in the hair. We're all pissed about this week. We're all seeing those stupid 60-minute promos that we've watched our whole life. And we can preview what the talking head shows, including the one that I work on, some of the takes that will be out there tomorrow. Just tell me. And if you're hearing this right now, if you're hearing the Monday Take Buffet, and you see one of them tomorrow on any show, first take, if you see any of them on any show, tweet us. Tweet us and let us know at KB Basement. Monday Take Buffet. Here's what's going to come out tomorrow. Um, this is my favorite one. Now, I'm not saying that they're, that they're better with Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying they're a different team, okay? They, they concentrate more on the run game. They get the ball to tone. I'm not saying that Cooper Rush is a better player. I'm just saying. that. T- that trust me. There's, li- there's going to be a little, little seed of the Cowboys without Dak Prescott deal tomorrow. I mean, they did just beat the Bengals without Dak, and they looked terrible before Dak got injured week one. So I'm just saying, that'll be out there. Want some more? Um, God, there's so many. All right, the Cardinals fumble return in overtime to win the game saved Kingsbury's job, meaning they might have dropped him at, 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 after 0-2. That, that that play actually saved the job. Raiders were driving to win the game with a field goal. Isaiah Simmons forced the fumble on Renfro. We love Renfro. We hate to see that. Uh, on the Cardinals 40, Byron Murphy returned it for a TD. Game over. It was crazy. It was exciting. Byron Murphy and Cliff Kingsbury probably should have been on the podium somewhere at the beginning of the show. But listen, hey, I had to talk Cooper Rush. I had to talk Robert Sala. Uh, th- there'll be a take that it saved his job. Maybe it did. I don't know, the Cardinals have had a quick trigger with firing a coach before. Remember, was it Steve Wilkes? He got one year and done. So I would say that'll be a take out there, that it was a, a career-saving, season-saving play, and maybe it was. Uh, who's your MVP frontrunner right now? There, I'm telling you, Tua's going to get some juice. You have a six-touchdown game, and you outperform Lamar Jackson in the fourth quarter. You're in it. Tyreek was right about Tua. Everybody laughed. Oh, when Tyreek said he's the most accurate quarterback, da da da, da. Tyreek was right. Mahomes has been Mahomes, but he hasn't been spectacular statistically the last couple of weeks. Mike McDaniel is the best head coach in the NFL right now. I'm putting my foot down right now. There'll be somebody on one of the shows first take. It will say, I'm telling you, Mike McDaniel right now is the best. That'll come out there. Um, Ravens need to pay Lamar by tomorrow morning. That's not even that like spicy of a take buffet take. 
Matt Ryan will be in a broadcast booth week one next year. I don't like to see that, but good God, the Colts. Ugh! We were supposed to do it, and I, I, I stayed away from it, but if I were to do what I call the Catherine Martin Award, do you know who Catherine Martin is? Catherine Martin is the daughter of the senator in Silence of the Lambs, who Jame Gum, a.k.a. Buffalo Bill of Ducks, and puts down in the well, and this precious barks at her, and puts the lotion on so I can make a skin suit out of you. That's a miserable place in life. You don't want to ever be at the skin suit out of you portion of your life. That's how miserable I feel about the Colts right now. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because I like Frank Reich and I like Jonathan Taylor. I like a lot of guys. That, that, they, oh, my God. They went and returned to the scene of the crime where they had their season ended in just a disastrous way last season and didn't score any points. They got shut out by the Jaguars. They're in the well with Catherine Martin. The Colts are putting lotion on their skin. I'm sorry. I don't relish it, but prove me wrong. You have, like, a terrible tie and a god-awful loss. Awful. Next, um... There'll be some Jameis takes. We haven't talked about Saints Bucks, and I don't have time to do it now. There was a crazy fight. Jameis threw a pick six. We're back, Jameis! We're back! This is the Jameis ride. God, it is fun. You just, you go, and you just put on your your your, your shoulder supporter, and you buckle up, and you keep your hands and vehicles inside the, the vehicle all the time, your hands and feet. If you're pregnant, you don't watch Jameis. If you suffer from high blood pressure, you don't watch Jameis. Oh, man, the second he threw that thing... It was like when Michael Jordan unretired from the Birmingham Barons. Just a two-word PR statement. I'm back. And Jameis just throwing the absolute brain-buster, backbreaker pick six. Um, there might be some takes on Jameis and the Saints. And then there's the other thing. The Trey Lance takes will be out there about when to get his job back. And all kinds of reactions to Nathaniel Hackett. There will be a lot of Nathaniel Hackett content. If he loses this game, if he had lost, oh, my God. Because he's so fun. Hip-hop dance class, all of that. Thank God. I, I will say this again before we close. The funniest thing I saw all day, the most creative and the thing I enjoyed the most, was the Broncos fans having the wherewithal mid-game to start counting down the play clock. Did you see this? They were counting it down. Five, four, like people ready for Auld Lang sign with champagne. They were counting down on every play because they had two delays a game last week. They had another one this week that was just god-awful. To, to, for the fact that they crowdsourced that that quickly and they all started doing it, I feel like now it is going to be a thing everywhere. I was really impressed with you, Broncos fans. I love you people for doing that. I wish I was there screaming it with you. I wasn't. I was here screaming in my basement about the ridiculous Cardinals-Raiders game. Again, the overtime win, the Kyler throw and the two-point conversion, insane. Uh, but that's it. We have to go. That's it. That's the Sunday night show. Thank you for watching. Listen. Follow, like, subscribe, tweet, post, blah, blah, blah. I hate saying that stuff. I hate it. It's so tacky. But it does help business, so please do it. We do the show every Sunday night right around now, and we do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right around 3.30 Eastern. Just subscribe to Kyle Brandt's Basement and all your podcast stuff and then on the ESPN YouTube page, and just follow it. All right, that's it, guys. I got a Lions shirt on. I got a football ring. I got a basketball I've been playing with for now over half an hour. You're not going to see this shot, but... I, I made it. I definitely made it. We'll see you tomorrow, Monday at Kyle Brandt's Basement. Guys, it's a great week, too. It's going to be a great season. Good night. See you later.